Hello and welcome back to another episode of Zap. My name's Jono. And my name's Beck. And Zap the Podcast was formed on the basis that there is a lot of good quality journalism out there. And so this is the other stuff. We aim to make the good trash treasure. We find weird, wacky, and wonderful news stories from all over the world. We talk about it, we laugh about it, and we make segments somewhat loosely related to it. And Beck, I just want to wish you, it's probably one of the most notable of these um, obscure national days we ever mm. do. But I want to wish you a happy Star Wars Day. With uh, It's May yes. the 4th. May the 4th indeed. And, May the um, 4th. Yeah, it feels like it's come around pretty quick, May. Um, I was not expecting to to see May on the calendar no. this, this soon. Um, <laughs> wasn't well, I expecting know... to write slash 05 when I'm yeah. writing the date down. That's... Like, not long ago, it, this was probably a couple of weeks ago, but I uh, wrote 20 as the year. But I, I, I don't doing know. that. And yeah. I don't know why, because I would expect to be writing 21 as like, a, oh, I've forgotten the years changed. But I don't know why I'm writing 20. I don't know. Yeah. No idea I where think, this is coming yeah, from. Yeah. We're somehow like almost stuck. Like our brain like... is still trying to get past it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's like and a because... mental groundhog day. Yeah. And I guess like, well, in my head, this is how I'm justifying me accidentally. Because I think I accidentally write 20 like quite a bit. And I'm wondering whether my brain just like goes, you know, okay, 04 slash 05. And then it goes to think 2022, but it just gets lazy and goes 20. And then it's just like, I just write 20. Yeah. Or <laughs> um, maybe... Maybe we're subconsciously trying to invalidate our signatures on things. So it's like, this was signed in 2020. It's like, I I wasn't here in 2020. I couldn't have possibly signed that in 2020. <laughs> self-sabotage. Yeah, just... self-sabotage. Maybe that's what it is. Um, but to kick off the show today, I have found a story from the world of science uh, that brings Ooh. joy to my heart because the science we're talking about today revolves around the animal kingdom. Now, mm. in the grand scheme of things, uh, this is going to sound like a weird uh, place to start for a, <laughs> for a, for a, a segment about uh, science in the animal kingdom. But in the grand scheme of things, humans are one of the most alcohol-tolerant species around. Uh, and mm. this is all thanks to our ancestors getting on the grog for many of thousands <laughs> of years uh, before us. So. Touché. Yeah, thanks. Thanks to all of that, we've um, <laughs> we've got this trait to be able to process alcohol relatively well compared to other species. But if you were to guess which species could outdrink humans with ease, you'd probably be thinking something pretty big, like uh, yeah, maybe, maybe whales, or something. yeah, oh, elephants, yeah. whale, something something quite large. But it turns out that um, really the place to look is your local pet shop. Because hamsters, as it turns out, are a surprisingly alcohol-tolerant species of animals with tests showing that they can regularly ingest 18 grams of alcohol per kilo of body weight every day, um, which in human terms is about 112 standard drinks. (gasps) Um, what? If, if you scale it up to a human size, yeah, um, it would yeah, 112 standard drinks, or the equivalent of me drinking just over five bottles of like 40 percent spirits. Oh or my gosh! Like and that. this is per day. This is daily. Able... So oh yeah, if... my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if, if someone what? was was smashing out 35 bottles of rum a week, you, there's a, there's cause for concern there. So but much. This concern. Is, but this is just like a regular. That's a regular day for a hamster. 
That's oh, that's just what they do. What? We've covered a lot of fun facts on this show, but yeah. that just oh, it almost blows my mind. I yeah. cannot That's how? wild. Like if and someone why? were to say they like, had what? <laughs> 112 standards. If someone said they had that much, I would be like, oh, how was the hospital? Like, yeah, that, was, that is that not is, okay. That's that's not, like, that's poison territory. Well, it's poison regardless, but, yeah. like, drinking that much is alcohol poisoning territory. You wouldn't even be able to get there. Like, that's the thing. I just... No, it, the, you would be stopped along the journey. not possible, yeah. <laughs> and so, what, also, what I love is, well, not love, but, like, how did scientists find out this about hamsters? Like, well, what... Was it a crazy night down at the pet store? Like, <laughs> yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Well, it was the end of your Christmas party for the yeah. pet store, and you know, you know how the hamsters are at parties. Um, <laughs> yeah, they just outlasted everybody by far. But it is a good question: Why are hamsters able to drink so yeah. much? And I suppose why? How did science find this out? Mm. Um, well, sort of observing hamsters in their habitat, um, they consume alcohol regularly as part of their diet um, because. How they survive the winter is they sort of hoard their hoarding animal. So they hoard different ah. like seeds and fruit and um, probably some vegetation inside of their burrow. And as the winter progresses, it ferments more and more naturally, producing natural um, alcohol. And Interesting. They okay. are they are so good at drinking. They're so good at processing the alcohol that they drink. Mm. Um, that it's scientists have stated in a lot of different research that it is so hard to get hamsters drunk. Like, wow! If they just leave, they, I was reading an article and they said they they'd leave a thing of water, like a little feeder thing of water and a feeder thing of um, an alcohol called Everclear, which is like ninety five percent or something insane. Um, yeah. They'd just leave both of them there and the hamsters would prefer the everclear oh my God. um first of all but then they would just be drinking everclear for the most part and be totally fine like they didn't seem drunk wow. at all and even when like they hand fed the hamsters um everclear like it was so hard to get them drunk because their livers are just so good at processing it and the only way they were <laughs> able to see the effects of alcohol on a hamster is if it was like it wasn't it didn't go through their liver but instead straight into their blood like that was wow, the only okay. way they were able to see any effect um of alcohol on hamsters um this is crazy which is absolutely wild like yeah it, it it's not something I would have considered at any stage of my life no. that it's difficult to get a hamster drunk. Um, but it turns out it's a lot harder than it looks. Yeah. And I guess we know now once and for all that hamsters are just the ultimate party animal. <laughs> they are. Oh, party animal. <laughs> so I've been doing a bit of travel recently and my most recent adventure was up to Coffs Harbour for a wedding of some friends very dear to my heart. And they held the wedding at a beautiful resort that had an almost like, I guess a little lake kind of pond thing around where the reception area was. And in this pond, there was several, several koi fish. Um, uh, and Love a good koi. Love a good koi. <laughs> love a good koi. I, I don't know about you, but I'm fascinated by the creatures and I'm not really sure what it is, but it really, they just draw everybody in. And I know over the just two days that I was there, the koi fish became such a hot topic of conversation. <laughs> um, everyone also just loved staring at them. Um, 
they were just a wonderful, a wonderful treat to be around. But it just got me thinking about the different wonders of the koi fish, uh, because somewhere along the line, I'm not sure how I ever ever thought of this or who told me this. Um, but I'm sure we've recognized over the time of the podcast that sometimes I hear things and just believe them straight away. Yeah, I think <laughs> so, that's a fair that's a that's a fair enough thing as well because yeah. if it's someone who tells you something who you are just like known for a while or you trust them, it's just like, yeah, I see no reason why they'd exactly. lie to me about this. <laughs> exactly. So somewhere along the line in my life had told me that koi fish Roughly go for a thousand dollars each. Um, they are they're very expensive. Yeah, so I, that's what I thought. I just assumed all of them were a thousand dollars each, and this resort had like forty of them or oh more. And I was like, "Wow, this is one cashed up resort." <laughs> Imagine in the, in this in like the budget they have like a a, a few grand set aside for koi. Yeah, and I was thinking, <laughs> why aren't more people trying to steal these and like sell them on the black koi <laughs> fish market or something like because. These are worth a lot of money. So then, obviously, I told everyone that. I was like, guys, these things are worth $1,000 each. But then as soon as I said it out loud to a group of people, I was like, this sounds a little bit unbelievable. So we then prompted to look it up. And it then got me thinking, as I said, into the wonders of the koi fish. And I found out some other fun facts. um, And I will will reveal the actual cost of koi fish. But so... As a website, I, so I've come up with a little list of um, some fun facts about koi fish. And as a website I saw said, let's get koiing. I think it was meant to be like, <laughs> let's get going. But it doesn't really work because koi, <laughs> koi doesn't sound like go. So no. it works when you look at it. It it's, looks like the word going, but K-O-I-N-G. <laughs> <laughs> but... When you say it out loud, it doesn't work. No. (laughs) Moving swiftly on. Um, (laughs) So first fun fact, koi originate from Japan. And in Japan, Mm. they're like a national pastime. So people will collect these or they'll also farm them and try and make Ah. like a lot of money off them. Um, But they're also raised in New Zealand, Australia, Israel, and the United States as well. I'm sure other places, but those are the main places that this website I was looking at mentioned. So as for koi, the cost of koi, uh, they don't mostly sell for a thousand dollars, but they uh. sell generally for around 20, 30, 40, 50 dollars at pet shops. Um, but oh, really? yeah, I'm not, I don't know if we could just walk onto our local pet shop and invest in a koi, but there are, they're not, yeah, they're usually under $50 for your average koi. Um, wow. more serious breeders are so, like, as we know, sometimes willing to pay tens of thousands of dollars for a single adult oh, koi, the most me. expensive koi ever sold. And I have a funny feeling that we've actually mentioned this on either the podcast oh. or radio at some point before, uh, the most expensive koi ever sold was valued at $1.8 million. Oh, my <laughs> I know. And, and I have seen... Uh, is this the koi um, that looks like it has the yin-yang symbol on it? Oh, I don't know, actually. Because I've definitely seen uh, articles or reports or something that there was a, a koi that sold because it had it, it just its natural pattern wow. looked a lot like the yin-yang symbol. And people were like... I'll take one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was valued that much because it won the grand championships at the 2017 All Japan Koi Show. So yeah, (laughs) 
$1.8 million. That's, that's wow. pretty cool. Uh, as for the age of Koi, because once we realized they weren't worth $1,000, we were like, but they're like pretty sturdy looking fish. Like, they are. They, they must they last a long time. Sturdy. And they do. They're actually able, I think on average, to last longer than 50 years if they receive. Oh yeah. God. I know. If they receive proper nutrition, um, like their water is kept clean and filtered within the optimal pH range. And also as long as they're not stressed or overcrowded. Uh, So, but sadly, apparently most koi average less than 10 years uh, because they're not properly taken care of and placed in ponds or tanks that are too small and might not receive the proper food. But uh, yeah, well-treated koi longer than 50 years is very impressive, which leads me to my next point, and I'm sure you're wondering, what is the oldest living koi ever? Yes, I want to know. <laughs> so the oldest living koi actually has a name. It's Hanoko. Uh, they were they lived in Japan, and they lived to be 226 no. years old. Yeah. How I do not know, but it was in a it was in a different century. Uh, Hanoko was born in 1751. It was five years before Mozart was born, actually. And Hanoko died on <laughs> July 17th, 1997, at as we said, the age of 226 years. Wow! Yeah, surely pretty how? impressive. That doesn't make that's so wild to me. That it could live for, or do you reckon it's like the case of like someone at, forgot to feed Hanoko at some <laughs> stage and so just bought, yeah, bought it on, and that happened a lot of times. You know what, true, and I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, this was when we were talking, the seven, born in 1751, died in 1977, yeah. like. You're right. Something definitely could have lost, got lost along the way in those <laughs> 226 years. I feel like someone, yeah, might have lost the birth certificate or something like well, that. Because, yeah, like, it's it happens over, like, well, that that could easily be, like, four or five generations. Yeah. More. Probably more. Probably, like, six <laughs> generations. Crazy. Seven generations. That's a lot of people. It is. And, and so, yeah, like... I'm assuming it was just like passed down through one family. Yeah. Or- Maybe it just like kept having babies and then like people would accidentally mistake one of the baby koi's for like the actual for Hanoko and then so Hanoko lives on in their descendants um accidentally yeah, somehow. We're, we're koi conspiracists. We really this doesn't are. sound right to us. <laughs> I guess you could say we're wait, I can't Koi. You can be coy about something, right? Oh, you can be C-O-I. coy about yeah. something. Hang a on a second. Koi. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we finish up for this, this koi segment, I did have one other fun fact about koi, which have you seen them trying to eat or like when they come up to the water and they kind of look like they're just pucking their lips and going like, <laughs> like they just yeah, do that yeah. normal fish thing. I don't know if you ever wondered this, but I did. Do they have teeth? Because they look quite gummy. They look like yeah. they just do that. And they do, in fact, have teeth. Obviously, you're not going to see the pearly whites flashing when oh they goodness. open their mouth. That would be a little bit terrifying. But we don't actually get to see their teeth because they're down in their throat, like past the gills at the back of their throat. They're called oh. pharyngeal teeth. And they can actually be found in a variety of freshwater fish as well. But yeah, they are teeth. That's so weird. Animals. I I wish I didn't Google koi teeth now. Oh That's yeah, it's creepy. scary. It's scary. I wasn't gonna mention that because 
because <laughs> when I saw that picture, I I almost threw my phone across the room. It is slightly terrifying indeed. Yeah, that's not on. No. Quite <laughs> need to cool it down. This is terrifying. <laughs> Zap the Podcast merch is finally here, and you can check it out by heading to zapthepodcast.store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, and more, all with original designs, beautifully printed on quality fabric. So head on over to zapthepodcast.store and get yours today. So today we've been talking about things that are harder than they sound, uh, but I've got a story from my time at the cinema where things were maybe easier than than you'd imagine, um, and so this was in where in my time in the sort of uh, the span of me doing management uh, at the cinema, mm-hmm. um, and on this particular day I was coming in for the night shift uh, at work, um, and I was there. Uh, my friend Aaron, he was there. Shout out to Aaron. Um, and during the day, a package had been delivered, and so that's like exciting times. But yeah. love like it was great because the package hadn't been opened by whoever was in. On during the day and so it was like just sitting there waiting to be unboxed Ooh. and so naturally it was unboxing time <laughs> and so I opened the box and inside the box there is another box a smaller Box-ception. box um, but with this box has a picture of a paper shredder on it so I'm like heck yeah a new paper shredder I mean anytime we get any sort of equipment that is new it's it's cause for success. A uh, cause for success, cause for celebration. <laughs> it is well, it's, it's it is a great success yeah. whenever we get new new equipment. Um, now I I take the box out of the box, so out, out of the, the the shipping box, I take the shredder box, mm-hmm. um, and I have a quick squeeze at that box before I I crack it open and start getting into it. Um, and I don't know where we had purchased this shredder from, but on the side of the box, it said world's strongest shredder. Now that is a huge claim. That is world's very strongest large. shredder. <laughs> um, and I doubt that, that the cinema had spent like any more than like 30 bucks on it. So, and this, it didn't look great quality from the, from all the things, but it said world's strongest shredder on it. So I was very much doubtful of that, but you know, it was still a new shredder, so yeah. I started opening it. And um, as I'm opening it up, I get rid of all the internal packaging. Um, and then I put... Because it comes in two parts. There's the actual shredder part. And then that just sits on top of like a little a, a bin, pretty much. Mm. So it shreds into the bin. Then you put that the stuff from the bin into the into a bigger bin. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I get it out of the box, take, a, take all the packaging off and plug it in. It works. There's no issues. Um, and, like, something that annoyed me was that it came with a, a fairly sizable instruction manual. And, like, it's just I took it out of the box, took the packaging off it and plugged it in and it, like, worked. It was working. Like, I know, like, it's, it's, it wasn't complicated. Right. sort of what I'm getting at. Really just but- an on-off switch kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It had an on-off. It had a reverse. It had an off, Ooh. and that had an on. Okay. That there were the three settings that it had, <laughs> um, and it was pretty easy to work out what it is. And so I was like, "Why? Why do we need these instructions? Right? That's not yeah. like we don't need that." I so my first thought was to take this little instruction book um, that was still wrapped in plastic, and I I'm just like, "Hey." 
this will be funny. Um, oh, so I God. just slap the, oh, the instruction God. book into the shredder as a first test for this supposedly world's strongest oh, shredder. Um, instantly, like so quickly, this thing jams. Like it's just, it tried for a little bit, but it jams so quickly. Uh, and so I'm like, uh-oh. So I, I give it a little bit of a chop, put it in reverse, put it back in run again, like in forward and, and just try and, I don't know, see if that helps. I try pulling on it, but it is well stuck inside there. Um, and yeah, there is, I, I had no luck, but I was also like, if this is the world's strongest shredder, this is a terrible display. That's what I'm like, thinking. This is a terrible performance for the supposed world's sh- strongest shredder. Can't even shred its own instruction book. Yeah, like, exactly. What? So, so I... Uh, admittedly, by this point, I was there was embarrassment because I then had to Google the instruction manual <laughs> for it and look at the instruction manual to figure out what went wrong. Shame there's not a um, section like what to do if you put the instruction manual in the shredder yeah, and it jams yeah, a, itself. A smaller manual that also yeah. goes in there. Um, <laughs> but only a page or two into the instructions when I Googled it, it says in big, bold letters, do not shred soft plastics, um, <sighs> which... The manual was wrapped in, uh, and apparently it's just a surefire way to jam the shredder. So then um, I had a crash course in what the inside of the shredding component uh, of the of the shredder uh, looks like, uh, as I picked all the little pieces of plastic and paper out of it so that it would be able to run <laughs> oh <my> again. <laughs> because it's brand new equipment. If I like destroyed it, even though it probably cost pennies. Um, if I destroyed it on the first day we got it, that is just like more incentive for yeah. the, the powers that be at the cinema to not buy us more new equipment. Oh, <laughs> Especially because I was like the maintenance guy as well. Ugh. Like I was supposed to be fixing things <laughs> and I've instantly like straight out of the box jammed up this shredder. Well, you were just testing um, it out, you know? You can't, yeah, they I was, can't I was be mad to at you put for it that. Its paces. It also reminds like, me of that like advertising campaign from a while ago like will it blend didn't yeah. they have that like really strong blender and they're like let's yeah. try and blend an iphone or something like yeah, that exactly. you were just blend all sorts. doing market research and i was you know i was That's not their I fault that they give you the instruction booklet wrapped in plastic and obviously the first thing you're going to do is try and <laughs> shred thing, it the only yeah the only piece of paper that comes with yeah. this thing is the instruction manual exactly so naturally that's the first thing to shred really they should be giving you some spare you know scrap pieces some, of paper yeah, in the some box test paper yeah some I test agree. paper because they're just asking for it with giving you the plastic um covered instruction booklet it's basically saying shred me Shred me, yeah. And then, yeah, I think you were doing your your duty, Jono. There's, I, I'd say so, because like this thing, like after we got it running again, like it can shred staples, like Ooh. it can shred like um, like the like plastic, like ID cards, that sort of stuff. It can shred. <laughs> I was gonna say, sorts. I thought we just discussed it can't shred plastic. It can't shred soft, soft plastic. plastic. So so any like a like a plastic bag you get from the grocery mm. store it would not be able to shred. ID is uh, scary, like. If you accidentally yeah. slipped and your ID card somehow fell in the air, <laughs> yeah. landed in the shredder, <laughs> gone. The perfect like fall yeah. into the shredder. But yeah, I don't know. It's I was very much surprised about how easy it was to break this world's strongest shredder. <laughs> 
So it is game time for this episode Woo-hoo. and we just had a little bit of a zap uh, planning meeting because yeah. I did the unthinkable and I got to the quiz or the game time and hadn't thought of the rhyming name. So Jono has very cleverly helped or solely brainstormed the game, <laughs> <laughs> the game the rhyming name for this game, and I'm honored to share it with you. So this game is called If a Hamster Can Finish a Bottle of Wine, Can Jono Answer These True or False Within the Time? Boom. A great success, I would say. <laughs> Stunning. Yes. Great day at work. Yep. Let's, let's yep. end the, yep. end the episode. Tools down. down. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so... As the name does suggest, this is going to be a game of true or false, but we love a good time pressure situation. Mm. And so I've incorporated that into today's quiz. So what I've done is I've come up with 10 true or false questions. And to give us a little bit of a theme, they're all animal themed because, you know, we've spoken about uh, koi fish. We've spoken about hamsters this episode. We've spoken about... You know, the monster shredder. Yeah, which was a beast. (laughs) All all different types of animals. (laughs) Yes, a beast in itself. So there are 10 true or false questions centered around animals. But then I've also added in six bonus questions, also true or false, which are just random about any topic you could think of. So to make this add another element to this true or false quiz, Mm. we're going to be doing it within a time limit. And that time limit is somewhat specific. It's three minutes and 15 seconds. And I'll tell you why. It's because three minutes and 15 seconds is the length of this version of The Lion Sleeps Tonight. I'll just play a little bit. (laughs) I'll play a little bit for you now. Um, You get the gist. So <laughs> I'm going to be playing that on mute next to me. I'll be keeping a keen eye on it as we're doing this quiz. And I'm going to try and read the questions as fast as I can because I don't want to jeopardize this. Uh, but basically, Jono, you know, if you get yep. it right, the true or false question, yes, you'll get a point. But let's say we get to the we don't get to the end of the time limit. We'll just have to go with the score you're given if we finish all the true or false questions and if you get majority of them right, because I was just realizing just now that you could just answer them all, you know, incorrectly just to win the game. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was banking on but that. We're um, going to try so. and get them all right, uh, but within the time limit. So, and if you get them, if you get, let's say, hmm, if you get them mostly right, mostly being subjective (laughs) (laughs) no. (laughs) and we do it within the time limit you'll just win the quiz that's just a given but you know we need to give it a fair go this is this is still a a fair competition at the end of the day so i still i still like my aim would be to get everything correct um and still be within the time limit so i think that's what i'm going to shoot for and we'll see where we we'll see where we end up okay pressing play let's Go. Question one. The star sign Aquarius is represented by a tiger. Oh, um, false. <laughs> oh, no. Canis, question two. Canis Luper is the scientific name for a wolf. Uh, true. 
Wow, it's false. It's actually Canis lupus. Question three. The unicorn is the national animal of Scotland. True. Correct. Question four. An octopus has three hearts. Uh, Oh, I don't know because I think it has more, (laughs) but I don't know if that's true or false. I'm going to say false. Wow, wow, it's true. Question five. The record for the oldest domestic cat is 35 years old. True. False. (laughs) It's 38. (laughs) We really need these bonus points. Question six. If a scorpion loses its stinging tail, it will grow back in six to nine months. (laughs) False. Correct. Yes. Question seven. The total weight of all the ants on Earth is the same as the weight as all the humans on Earth. Sure. True. Yep. True. (laughs) Correct. I don't know how, but how do they know how much all of the ants weigh? I don't know. Let alone all of the humans. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Question eight. A lion's roar can be heard up to eight kilometers away. I'm going to say that's true. That is true. Question nine. Baby elephants suck on their trunks like a human baby might suck on their thumb. True. True. It does help them relax. Ah. Question number 10. Bats poop from their mouth. (laughs) False. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. They poop from just, you know, their butt. All right. We're into the (laughs) The bonus round. So... (laughs) Question number one, and we have a minute to go. Question number one, the black box on a plane is actually black. True. False. (laughs) It's orange. orange, Of course. (laughs) Question number two, the word metro commonly used to describe train transport, for example, is short for the word metropolitan. True. True. Correct. Question number three, Eddie Murphy has been in at least 61 movies. Correct. Isn't that crazy? Next question. Name them all. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. <laughs> question number four. Lightning never strikes in the same place twice. False. Correct. Question five. Paris, Texas in the US actually has a higher population count than Paris, France. True. No, false. <laughs> Texas in Paris has... No, Paris in Texas has 20,000. France, Paris, France has like 11. Yeah, million. no, okay, that's fair. The, <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was funny. Okay, the final question. I think we're about to do it. Harland, also known as the <gasps> Colonel Sanders, has an official IMDb page where he's credited for four movies where he has starred as himself. True. That is yes. true. And we have made it at three minutes and 10 oh. seconds of the three minutes, 14. So. I wasn't actually counting the ones that you did get right, but you just win anyways because you got a lot of them right yeah. in the time I'd, limit. I'd say it was more than 50%, but it was looking bad from, at I the start. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a rocky, like, you know, a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. We had some ups and downs, but I'm very impressed. John, how, that. how is it, though? Like, diving, delving into this more, how do they know how much all the people weigh? <laughs> Yeah, okay, let's... And how, I, I don't know. How, how could they possibly know how much all the ants weigh? Maybe it's just an average. Like, they've worked out... Well, they can. Um, they have a rough idea of how many people there are, but how, how on earth do they know how many ants there are? Oh, I just closed all my internet browsing tabs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the internet doesn't want me to know. No, it's a secret we'll never be able to find out. Oh. Uh, that's fair enough. Um... 
but we'll come back to it next we'll, week. We'll perhaps. come back to it. Uh, that does just about wrap us up uh, for today. If you know uh, how they know how many ants yeah. there are in the world, um, let us know because we'd love to know uh, if you're an ant scientist um, <laughs> or maybe there's like, you know, of an ant census that we yeah. have, have not been uh, made privy to. Um but yeah, go check us out uh, on all of our socials. Let us know there if, if you know these facts. Um, uh, we are at Zap the Podcast on Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, those sorts of places. And if you want to check out the kind of merch we have available, head over to zapthepodcast.store uh, where you can see all that wonderful stuff there. Uh, but thank you very much once again for listening. Uh, it's been a blast. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Zap. Bye. Bye.